0: An embarrassing moment when you come when you come back to the podcast and it's been a fat minute fat minute to y'all but not a fat minute to me because I'm fake as fuck and I recorded three episodes and I put zero of them out and now it's the end of Leo season it's already done we're in fucking Virgo season whatever the hell that means and I was just you know screaming and being like yeah I'm gonna be crazy during Leo season how crazy though girl how crazy because you didn't upload anything so yeah I did record three episodes and I think I didn't upload them for a couple of reasons but mainly because I was recording them out of my car like a fucking idiot and the quality was so compromised that I didn't even want to subject your ears to be listening to that shit the quality the content quality was good but the audio quality was shitty so I guess we'll just never it'll just never come out and I feel really bad uploading like a car recorded episode it seems like I I mean I guess what's worse is just ghosting but I just didn't want to put out some shitty quality episodes because that's just really not the direction that I want to take this podcast in but then again the direction I'm taking this podcast is nowhere because I haven't been putting out anything another reason is because my house has just been so chaotic lately recording at my house is not an option there's always so much going on there's so much noise there's always people over like it was ridiculous and so now from now on the house is gonna be quiet and just a more environment like just a better environment for me to want to record and just a more peaceful environment to get a better quality output speaking of better quality actually if you hear a lawnmower I'm super sorry I I thought our lawn mowing days were on Thursday but I guess they're on Monday morning, because what better way to start your week than to be irritated by a fucking lawnmower? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it's our, our lawn. I think it's probably our neighbors because I'm pretty sure ours is on Thursday. Anyway, another reason, though, that I have not been putting out episodes is because I feel like, and it's hard because I felt this way when I was coming out of like that creative hiatus I took when I went to Austin. I find it harder and harder to come back the longer i've been away because then i put like this standard and it's only imposed by myself but i i have this standard of like i record and i'm like okay well it's been a long time since i've uploaded so it needs to be a perfect episode it needs to be a slapper it needs to be a banger it needs to be super great super funny like it has to be amazing and then i listen to the episode i'm like this isn't good enough And then I try again next week, and the same thing happens. And so that's another reason why I haven't really uploaded anything because the quality was bad, but then I was judging the content quality at a much harsher scale than I ever would for any other episode. And sometimes I feel like consistency is key, so even if it's shitty, I should just put it out there. And I don't know, it's just, it becomes harder the longer you step away from it, like any other activity. Like if you don't play piano for like seven years, eight years, 10 years, like I have. It's going to be harder to get back into it, but the more you practice, the better it'll get. So maybe I'll just start putting out episodes. Maybe I'll bring out the episodes from my car from the deep, dark archives from my phone, throw it on here. Sorry, fuck the quality, but you know what? Fuck your ears. Just listen. It's pretty funny, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, I don't know if this is necessarily the direction I want to take this in, but I was avoiding talking about... Actually, I avoided any podcast uploads anyway, but I was especially avoiding talking or even feeling any of my emotions during Leo season because that was just not the vibe. But to be honest, like reflecting on Leo season, I learned a couple of things. First, some of the confidence that was exuded was true. I will say it's not fake confidence because I feel like a lot of Leos and just a lot of fire signs and a lot of like very outwardly confident people are very insecure people. And I feel like it's like such a projection, but I will say that it was not faux. Like most of it was true confidence. Like I really did feel like I was the baddest bitch. And to be honest, it's not even, maybe it was a Leo season thing, but trying to adapt, adapt, adopt, a leo mindset leo forever baby like it's a mindset truly but anyway some of it though it it was it was fake and you know i'm a huge believer in fake it till you make it because honestly why not if you it because it's it goes by the whole gaslight and reframe methodology and that is truly the best advice I've ever given on this podcast and I'm not even like trying to be funny like gaslight reframe gaslight reframe like that sounds like crazy psychotic but if you really think about it it is the best protective mechanism to use and obviously if you use it in a bad way because it says the word gaslight in it everybody thinks it's like a negative thing like yeah it's like funny like haha gaslight reframe but I'm being dead ass honest when I say like it is the best way to disassociate in a healthy way because if you're an empath like me feeling everything too much is it's too much like it's burdensome you really to alleviate that you should gaslight and reframe and sometimes it you know it's fake it till you make it I think I gave an example in one of my previous episodes but I, I guess you know another example of gaslight or reframe in a positive way would be like Okay, this is kind of a shitty example, but if you fail a test and the first thing you start thinking, if you're anything like me, it's just like a very self-destructive tendency and you're like, I'm so fucking stupid, like I can't believe this, like I'm literally worthless, like blah blah blah, gaslight reframe, baby. No, I'm not stupid, like I'm actually smart and that's why I'm going to take this exam again or I'm going to do better next time because I actually am smart. And, you know, maybe some people call it delusional. Maybe some people just call it, like, positive thinking, which is the same thing, but I just like to call it gaslight and reframe. It's basically, yeah, I guess it boils down to just having a positive mindset and just gaslighting the situation and reframing it to fit your life. I just have a catchier name to it. Anyway, I don't really know how we started talking about gaslight reframe. Oh, fake it till you make it. Me being Leo season, kind of fake, kind of real confidence. okay. I have been struggling a little bit with my mental health and, you know, and that's the thing with mental health is like, it's definitely, it has like, it's ups and downs. It's like, you know, dips and divots. Like it, it's just such a, like, it's not a linear process. It's not a linear journey. And I wouldn't say like I'm at a dip or anything. Like I think I'm just, or I think I'm just at like a dip. I'm not like in a ditch. I, too many words are happening right now. I'm not at my rock bottom by any means, but I did have a little bit of a breakdown, which is kind of rare these days. Like I would say like I'm a very emotional person, but when it comes to like actually the act of release of like crying, I don't do that very often anymore. I used to cry all the time. And honestly, like i I do miss it. I miss it because, It it gives you a release. It feels like all this like pent up anger, frustration, sadness, like it is a release and it feels freeing and it feels good and it's natural. And I haven't really had that um, opportunity, I guess I could say, because a lot of the times where I want to cry are situations that would make people cry. Like I just kind of shut down and not in even a productive way because I feel like crying is productive to me at least because you are feeling your emotions out and you're like, okay, like, I feel like I can properly move past this now. Because for me, crying is like, and it's totally, you know, disagreeable, but for debate, I would say that crying is like my final, like, release of emotion where I'm like, I'm at my peak, like, I feel it out. and I'm like, okay, like, I can boil down now. Like, that's my peak. But when you don't cry, it's like, I feel like it's just like another book that's being like stacked on a very very like a screws loose ledge like it's very wobbly it's very shaky and then it all crashes and when it crashes it burns and so I feel like crying every here and there is honestly helpful because it doesn't let you get to that point where you break completely because at that point when you're crying it's like you're crying over a hundred different things because it's so pent up and unfortunately like I just can't bring myself to cry, like, for little things. And I would really love to, like, you know, deal with it in that moment. But the timing isn't right. The feelings, it's it's just not there. Like, I can't force myself to cry about something. And so it's been really difficult because I grew up so emotional. And I still am emotional, but I just don't cry frequently anymore, which sucks. But anyway, I cried recently. I cried last week. I cried two weeks ago. And it was it was a pretty crazy feeling because <laughs> the last time I cried was probably four months ago and then before that it was like another four months it's, I, it's not very frequent at all and so when I was crying I started crying one of the reasons because you know when it's pent up there's like I said a hundred reasons but one of the reasons I was crying is because I don't even cry anymore and I missed crying and then I was upset and so I started crying even more <laughs> and I it's hard. I think like when you don't get that release of emotion, so I'm still trying to navigate like how I can properly feel my feelings through because a lot of it is, I, I don't ever like shove my feelings away because I know better than to do that, and I went to too many years of therapy to do that. I do assess my emotions, but I think for me this is just like a reminder for myself but i think for anyone listening honestly any of my podcasts where i feel like i'm just talking about myself and my experiences like i hope that everyone knows that i'm not just like saying this because well i am saying this because it's kind of like my new therapy because therapy is expensive as fuck and i probably should go back but i'm not at the moment i'm never really just talking about myself like i'm always like in the hopes that somebody can relate to me so whenever i say like oh like i felt that way like i was doing this i was doing that like I hope I'm not coming off conceited in any way like I think this is the most humble podcast episode I've ever made because I'm always like fuck everybody but like now I'm like hey guys like I hope you can relate to me and understand and feel my feelings with me but you know I really do feel like anyone who listens and gives a fuck about this podcast is like involved in my life or if you don't even know me that's totally fine like I hope you can just find something and relate so again when I'm speaking about myself like I hope I'm speaking for any of you or to you so anyway continuing on. I feel like I need to find a better way to evaluate and process my feelings. And for me, I think right now what I'm doing is I do feel them. I think about it. I sit on it. I talk to a friend if I feel like, you know, I want to talk about it. There's a lot of things that I don't really like to talk about, but there's some things that I feel like it will be productive to talk about with somebody and then there's other things where the more people i talk to about the less good that doesn't make sense i just don't feel good because then i keep talking about it and then it's like on my mind even heavier than it was and sometimes i will argue that giving something less attention might be better for your mental health like if it's something that you truly can't change it's something that is an inevitable outcome and there's nothing you can do that will impact it Sometimes talking about it doesn't make you feel better because there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, it, it's a totally, it depends on the kind of person you are. So I know that some of my friends, they like to talk about all their problems with all of their friends. And that's not like a bad thing. I'm not shitting on them for it. It's because they get different responses from different people and different outlooks. And that's totally fine. But if it, it depends on the situation. I think it's definitely like circumstance based on who I approach. I think having different, outlets for different things is very important and by that I mean having different friends for different reasons I have you know my friends that I like to go out with I have my friends that I like to do certain things with and I think kind of having that separation and having like designated friends for designated things is almost like for me it's the best way to go about a friendship because you can't look at one person and expect them to give you everything that you need I think putting different pieces of yourself and different values of yourself within multiple people, one, leads you to less disappointment and two, it's more consistent because you have certain things that you go to for certain people and you don't have to waste your time with other people if you know that they can't give that to you and that's not your fault, that's not their fault, that's just how it is. I like to have a more strategic approach to having friends because I don't, I, I feel like I have a lot of friends but I don't have a lot of very close friends that I trust completely and that's a personal choice and I remember growing up I'm just going on a tyrant tyrant a tirade of just random rants at this point but anyway it's the ADHD all it's really 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 hard I feel like I pick up so many different things and I like this podcast like my ADHD is really really it's untreated and it can't go untreated for much longer I was being treated for it and then I stopped because it was not working for me at all, and I had so many side effects. Anyway, so I always wanted, like, that really, really, really big friend group, and that's something I always craved ever since I was in high school. I remember a lot of my family and, you know, my cousins and my sister, a lot of, like, these other people in high school, they'd have these really big friend groups, and I was always like, wow, this is, like fucking amazing because you have so many different friends like you will never get bored like you always have someone to hang out with and once I got into college I actually ended up being a part of a really really massive friend group like fucking massive and it wasn't because I was particularly friends with them but I was dating someone that was part of like a big 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 friend group and, you know, they'd have, like, the group chats of like, 30-plus people. Like, it was a lot. But, you know, it's what I wanted when I first started college because I didn't know anyone when I went to college, honestly. Like, I went to the rival college that all my friends went to. So I was really, honestly, starting anew. So I thought this was, like, the best thing for me. And I quickly realized that that was not the case. And you have to have a certain kind of personality to thrive and survive I guess in a big friend group and this is not me shitting on anyone in a big friend group like definitely you do you but I quickly realized it's not for me which was shocking considering my personality like I have a really big personality and I I'm very outgoing I mean I'm pretty extroverted and at that point in my life I was really extroverted and I didn't really suffer from like anxiety at that point I think I started suffering from anxiety my junior year of college, like severe anxiety. And so I I was always like, this is amazing. Like I really wanted this. And again, quickly realized that it was not for me. Maybe it was because it was not like my kind of people, maybe within the right friend group and the right kind of people I would thrive, but I still like think that I would not. And I think it's for a myriad of reasons, but I think, I guess like some of the big ones would be one, like I suck at communication. Like I, three to five business days expect a text back from me. And that's not even me being rude. It's just like ADHD, my depression, my anxiety, like whatever it is. Like, or honestly, like my forgetfulness, like I literally have 0% attention span. I can't even watch movies because I can't sit in a theater for that long or even watch a movie on Netflix. Like I literally get insane. Like my brain doesn't, it just stops functioning after 45 minutes. And that's why my favorite genre of movies is horror because they're always like an hour, an hour 15, like nothing ever exceeds like two hours. Like that's insane. Um, anyway, so I, I, was in that friend group and I I understand that like when you're in a really big friend group you tend to gravitate towards certain people and form your own little like mini clicks within the big friend group regardless but still like worrying about that many people and like I just had I had no trust and I felt like if I was to ever tell somebody something and I did tell someone something in confidence like everyone knew about it and so I just felt like you know what fuck this like I think there's so many like subtle nuances and like good things about having a big friend group because like, you know, always like there's someone to hang out with. Like whenever you're squatted up for like a party or an event, like you can just drop like an invite in your big group chat and like, you know, suddenly everyone's coming. And like I think from like a social standpoint of like doing activities and stuff, it is really like helpful to have a big friend group and like going out and like the social part of it. But I think The mental part of it and like actually having like people that you can lean on and like trust is really hard because a lot of people in big friend groups, I feel like and maybe this is just like me projecting, but I feel like a lot of people in big friend groups aren't necessarily, I guess, like engaged in the emotional side of it. I feel like it's very much like a party thing. And, like, you have a big friend group for the social reason of it, not because you guys are all actually, like, really tight and care about each other's feelings and, like, really have each other's back. But, you know, maybe I'm mistaken, but I just really felt like I could not thrive in a big friend group. And it's just too much. And another really huge reason was because I did not realize, like, how much I value being alone and spending alone time. Like, I remember when I was dating that guy, he was always hanging out with them like all the time you'd be like oh like let's invite them to this let's invite them to this let's do this with them and I'm like oh my god like can we ever do anything alone like when are we gonna prioritize us and you know even beyond that it's like when am I gonna prioritize me like myself like or you like do you not ever just want to like be alone your whole life how are you gonna like spend it with them are you just gonna be like a bachelor forever because if you're married and you're doing that shit like that's fucking annoying and also I'm just such a big Proponent of spending time by yourself and like the whole like self love wave. And like, I think that it is impossible to be part of a really big friend group and be super engaged and active and also have like a really engaging and active social life like by yourself. You know, like there's just no way you can do both. And that's just my opinion. Maybe it's a hot take, maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But like, it's just, it's too much for me. And I think that like I was never gonna thrive there. And I'm okay with having like, my eight friends like I really don't give a fuck like I I'm good with that because having eight friends that I have a really deep connection with is more important than like having a friend group that all knows each other and hangs out but probably talks shit about each other and only cares about going out with you you know like it's it's just the give and take that you get in a relationship and or a friendship which is still a relationship but you know it's just not for me okay I'm sorry I went on that tangent but it needed to be said Going back to my mental health this month. So, birthday was great. We're gonna do like a slight birthday recap, like August recap. Birthday was really good. I always have birthday anxiety. I think a lot of people suffer from this. Um, you know, there are so many different aspects. Like, are people gonna have fun? Like, is my party gonna be lame? Like, is everybody gonna be okay? You know, worrying about everybody else. And then another aspect is like and a really big one that I've only recently started to experience is age anxiety I've never I've never had to worry about my age because I am still pretty young but I've hit all the big milestones I feel like I've hit the golden birthday that happened when I was 11 my 16th birthday 18th birthday 21st birthday and then everything else is like what the fuck else is going on like everything after that is like a decade milestone like 30 40 50 and then anything after 60 is like you're socially dead and you're it's just not it do you guys hear this lawnmower y'all hear it Okay, I hope you don't. Anyway, um, I just feel like when it comes to like the age thing, I'm like, God, I'm like getting old now. And I know that 23 is not old by any means, but you know, to me it like kind of is. And like, I think I'm not crazy and feeling that way. But then I start to think about what have I accomplished? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, where do I want to go? And I start getting really, really introspective. And I think there's two times in the year where I get a little emotional and a little bit introspective more than other times of the year and it's on my birthday or around my birthday and around new year's those are the two times where you know you kind of reflect because it's almost like your year resets like when it's your birthday you're like okay I went from this age to this age and then from and then new year's time it's like okay I went from this year to this year and I think anytime there's like a reset or like an age development whether it's the year of like, my age or the year of, like, the year or the age of the year. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean. Whenever there's, like, a time reset... Fuck! I can't even focus with this goddamn... Shut up! Oh my god, it's... Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. I get a little bit emotional, like, during those periods of times because it really does make me reflect and I start to think about what has my life been like up to this point? Like, what have I even been doing so far? And... I think a lot of like that little breakdown that I had was it was over a lot of things like I said but I think one of the things that I would like to share on this podcast because the other ones are kind of personal gotta keep some mystery on this podcast can't be super fluid can't be super transparent here but I will say that one of them was like on that like what what have I even done in this past year from the age of 22 to 23 and you know my first instinct was like nothing like I have done nothing this year like i graduated college and i moved back home and that's it like i do the same thing i i'm in a repetitive state where i go thrifting every sunday i get coffee like i do this i do that like i'm so monotonous like i feel like i'm doing nothing here i'm accomplishing nothing and i'm not being productive and that's so it's so untrue because i feel like i've actually accomplished a lot like i've graduated college i started a full-time career From the age of 22 to 23, like, I had my first job. Like, that is a huge milestone that I completely overlooked and disregarded. Like, that's insane. Like, I started a job and I also was going through a breakup. And, like, this is my first year single for this long. Like, I've never been single this long. Like, I started a new podcast. Like, I went to Austin for two months. And, like, I think that sometimes when you're in a healing period, like, after, you know a post-breakup period, it's hard to feel productive because this whole year from 22 to 23 has just been the work. Like, I have put in so much, so much work, like, you know, in career-wise, like, mental health-wise, and so it is hard to feel like, you know, I'm doing, like, really crazy shit this year, and I'm making all these memories, and I'm, like, doing this and that because... You know, I was and I wasn't. And a lot of this year was a growth year. So, again, it's like hard to feel like you've really accomplished a lot because none of this work that I've been putting in has been like tangible work. It's been like the emotional work and the brunt work. And the brunt work, I'm pretty sure it's grunt work. Anyway, I'm just like on a weird vibe today. I can't even speak. But,. I feel like a lot of this work and I feel like whenever, you know, you're doing a lot of growing, you're like, God, like this sucks, but you don't see the impact and like the growth of your work until later. And so I kind of just like gaslit myself and was like, no, shut the fuck up. Like you did so much shit this year. Like, are you kidding? And then I reframed and I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, this year was maybe you didn't feel productive, but that's fine. Because unlike a lot of people in this world, like I take a lot of time to reflect, like maybe too much time, but whatever. Like it's better than not reflecting at all. Like I think about everything way too much, maybe a little bit too much because of my anxiety, but I think about every situation and I think about everything else and I'm like, how could I have done better? Like what can I do better next time? And that's why I feel like whenever I am ready to be in another relationship, like I really hope that, you know, it's successful and like I've learned so much and i am wrong you know like i can admit that like i was wrong in a lot of situations and i was right in a lot of situations and i think having that outlook and being able to look at things and having that kind of really really deep understanding and perspective is so important and so i think you know 22 to 23 growth years fine but now like 23 onward like this is it like i want to fucking live life and like do this shit because I put in the work and now I'm good and like yeah like I said there'll be ups and downs and like dips and divots in my mental health and I get that and I've totally understood that since I was like in 10th grade of high school like I understand that it's not a linear process but I think there will be a lot less high highs and low lows and I think that that's all we can hope for is like that it's not a super erratic pattern of mental health because I feel like whenever I was in a toxic relationship friendship wise or relationship wise or just in college like that was like my motto like I was always riding the high highs and the low lows and I don't want that and you know having consistency is key and that's what I tell myself even sometimes when I feel like I'm living a really monotonous life like I do the same things I'm getting way too comfortable and like I agree don't be comfortable like definitely like always strive to put yourself in uncomfortable situations that don't make you feel unsafe, but uncomfortable in a good way. And that's why I feel like I do need to move pretty soon here (laughs) out of Orlando, which, you know, TBD, but I will be moving soon. Um, Soon as in like next spring, but like time flies low key. So gotta keep my eyes peeled for that. But, you know, putting yourself in those situations, but also like having a routine is not bad. And like, I always tell myself like, God, like this sucks. Like I'm getting way too comfortable here. And like, That's okay. You know, like being in a lull period where things aren't super crazy, like there's nothing really crazy drama happening or nothing super exciting. You're just like, I'm just living life. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm existing. You know, it's okay to have those periods because riding the high highs and the low lows is not fun. And I would argue that being more consistent and more, I guess, bored, being in a boring period, which I'm kind of in right now, is fine. Like, it's totally good, especially from someone who's been going through crazy shit the last four years of college, this is fine for me. I'm okay with it for a little bit at least. This was a weird episode. I feel like I haven't done an emotional episode in a while and I guess like some takeaways from this episode is, you know, first like we're just talking about it's okay to be in a boring period of your life. Like if you are, you know, grinding out, like I know a lot of my friends and family are in med school. Like, it's okay if things start to feel redundant and boring and you feel a little bit lost like that's okay like as long as it's not consuming you and you're not like depressed and upset being bored is all right and like find things on the weekend that make you feel good or like the smallest things like listen to your favorite music listen to your favorite podcast me um get a coffee like splurge on a really good coffee like sit in the sun like the sun is so healing nature is so healing call your family, call your friends, like do a little thing. Cause I understand like people's schedules can be really busy sometimes at school, work, whatever it is that you have going on in your life, but make 30 minutes, an hour of your time to dedicate to you. And really like this podcast foundations are built on self-love amongst a lot of other negative things, but at the crux of this podcast is self-love and I really, really, really want everyone to take some time to dedicate to yourself. Do the things that you want. And another thing that you could take away from this podcast is that it is okay to cry. It is okay to be emotional. It's okay to feel your feelings. And if you're someone that doesn't cry often and you want to release your emotions in other ways like me, find those other ways and, like, really try. And I think I'm going to start writing more and I'm going to just start, like having a creative outlet because if I can't feel my emotions through crying like I want to be able to like write it out or like have some sort of like tangible like physical like way like me writing out my emotions is like physical and tangible me crying out emotions is you know physical and like tangible like you can touch your tears like having that like physical release to any kind of anxiety, depression, or just sadness, frustration, anger is important. And so find a way to channel in a healthy way. Don't be breaking shit. Don't be, I, oh my God, I like, side I was watching this, um, Netflix show and this girl was like really pissed that this guy broke up with her. And so she like was in LA and they have like a bunch of these like smashing rooms, which is exactly what it sounds like. And she and her friend like got drunk and went to like, they suited up and booted up and went and got these bats and axes and whatever. And they went to the smash room and it's like $50 I looked it up because I have one in Tampa because I was like oh should we do this for a work event and then I realized it's fucking stupid anyway they start smashing like TVs and this and that and I'm sure they're all like old recycled stuff that nobody's using anymore so like I guess it's like a good way to recycle I don't know I just I'm personally not one of those people that gets their anger up by smashing things like I find that to be like really 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 scary honestly And I understand that it's like, you know, in good fun, but even that does scare me because I'm like, okay, why are you even doing that for fun? Like, that's weird because that means you're channeling your inner anger. That means that you low key do want to do that. And that, I don't know, for me, it just freaks me out. I have zero, zero desire. Even if I'm super frustrated or even for fun, like I don't break shit. Like that's not my thing. And you know, I just don't love that. Anyway, what else did you learn from this pod? (laughs) I think, you know, fake it till you make it, babe, fake it till you make it, gaslight and reframe, use it in whatever way it makes you feel best. And honestly, again, it's just a crazier version of saying like, have a positive mindset, like, you know, make things work for you. And you don't always have to look at it the way that it's meant to be looked at. If you have to gaslight a little bit and disassociate from the situation or even like lie and make this situation a little bit different that's okay too because sometimes we do have to lie to ourselves to get ourselves through certain things as long as you're not like being a pathological liar because ooh, we hate those don't be a pathological liar and just like sometimes lie to yourself to make yourself feel a little bit better it's not a big deal like sometimes you got to do that shit for your ego in a healthy way in a healthy way anyway I'm gonna wrap it up here and I do apologize for being so ghost on here, and honestly, I do have a lot to say, and so I will be back when I'm back. I'm not going to say next Tuesday, I'm just going to be vague about it, but hopefully I will be back soon, and I really did miss talking on here and miss speaking about my feelings freely, and I'm happy as much as I really did love Leo season, I am happy that it did come to a close because now I feel like I can be more in touch with my emotions and be more free about it. I'll be back when I'm back again, and I hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Bye.